Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. Hope you've had a great summer. We are now ready to get back into all things video games. And this week, we're kicking things off with one of the conversations we got to have during BlizzCon Line just the other weekend. It is with two of the members of the Hearthstone development team, Dean Ayala and Chad Nervig. Really fun chat. We talk about the new core set. We talk about all the changes that have been coming to the game and, of course, the newest set forged in the Barrens. And we even talk about how Ben Lee manages to pronounce Hearthstone. So it's a good, fun chat and lots of details as well if you just want to think about the game itself. I started by asking the guys about sort of the changes that this year has brought, um, obviously working under COVID conditions and what it has meant for the team. And in particular, rather than the negatives, what are the positives that they will bring back to working together in the office once that happens again? So let's dive in. It's Dean who kicks things off with the answer to this first question. Certainly, the communication is uh, much more difficult uh, over. I, th- I think you know when you have groups that are already working together, like direct, like you know, you have a couple people working on battlegrounds. It's you know worse than being in person, but uh, it still works. I think a lot of the stuff that we miss out on is you know, two teams aren't necessarily working on the same projects, but are working you know close to each other in those conversations that kind of organically happen. Uh, so, I mean, we definitely miss it. You know, there, there's lots of people that miss going to work and it's pretty clear that we all like each other, which is a good thing. You know, we, we kind of want to be surrounded with each other. That's that's one of the perks of the job. Uh, but I think the upside is we figured out that we can do it. You know, there's not, uh, there's a lot of unknown going into work from home, whether or not, you know, uh, Hearthstone is, I think the one game at Blizzard that we don't really ever slip the date of like we kind of we ship an expansion about every four months and it's kind of like clockwork and we don't miss that there's an expectation that you know like the game is going to change on that cadence so it's a little worrisome i think more than any other team at blizzard like are we gonna are we gonna be able to hit that because we have pretty strict guidelines for ourselves and uh the the bright spot is we we did you know we, we can do it it's been you know, somewhat difficult to do that. There's been challenges, but it's nice to know that we can. So, you know, eventually when things do get back to normal, I think that uh, 
there's a lot more openness to the idea of, you know, different people are different. Some, some people are going to want to come in five days a week. Some people aren't, you know, they're going to want to spend two, three days at home. And I think that's going to, that's going to be okay. And we know, and there's examples for that. So I think when we go back to work, the biggest upside is we've learned to be more flexible. So each individual, I think, can contribute on the level that they really want to, you know, whether that be at home or whether that be at work. I'd throw in that one of the things we try to do uh, is um, because we're not like physically there, uh, like try to maintain our, our like, just social time. Uh, like we don't stand around the water cooler talking anymore because uh, we're working in our living rooms or whatever. Uh, but uh, we we set up that like Friday afternoons and evenings, we just all game together. For a while, we we played Among Us. Sometimes we play Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Sometimes we've been playing WoW Battlegrounds. Um it, I'll, I'll carry you all in 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 wild battlegrounds. Chalky can carry in among us and Hearthstone battlegrounds, and and uh, we we can all have a good time. It's like catching up in Among Us. That might end up meaning you all hate each other after a, a particularly bad <laughs> session. <laughs> it it can be tenuous at times, but we all love each other. Yeah. Chalky is a shark. Gallon <laughs> is a troll. <laughs> Awesome. Look, I'll jump into some corset sort of uh, discussion. And, you know, I just love sort of some of the thoughts I've seen, heard that, you know, there's aims towards about like 30% sort of changes year over year, but just kind of right in this first instance, you know, like how as a player, it feels really exciting. Um, and, you know, clearly people have kind of been wishing for ideas like this for a long time. Um, you know, how much of a kind of a reset or a kind of a whole kind of fresh baseline do you feel like you're working forward from with with this first year of core? A, a pretty big one. Uh, basic and classic rotating to wild and replacing with core. Uh, 235 cards, 29 of which are brand new. Uh, the rest are a mix of things that were basic and classic uh, and a lot of things that were wild. Um means the foundation that decks are built upon for this year is going to be pretty different from what there were before. Um, and uh, we're, we're excited to see how that makes things just at a ground level feel different. Uh, one of the things that's been important to us there is making sure that the classes still feel like themselves, uh, still feels like the the druid you know um but also updated in that our class identities identities have evolved a bit over time and the basic and classic sets never really evolved with them now that effectively can um so you see stuff like burgle in in the core rogue set or the more feral uh type uh spells in in uh in druid um uh, I, and the other huge side of this is corsets whole all free. Uh, so that's a really big deal for new and returning players who don't have that hurdle in order to have a foundation for a good set of cards. Yeah, look, just uh, there's kind of probably just a small clarification that I haven't stumbled across yet where, yeah, with um, basic and classic rotating to wild, but then also having the classic mode, um, you know, is the sets that are rotating to wild sort of maintaining any tweaks that have happened versus 
classic going back to original version cards? Like, are there going to be slight differences in the way those two sets look when you, depending on the mode that you're playing them in? Yeah. So classic format is going to be the 2014 versions of those cards. Uh, so Leroy Jenkins is going to cost four mana. Uh, I actually, I'd almost forgotten that. He, <laughs> yeah, that was it used to be four mana. He used to be how you got lethal in like three fourths of shadow the classes. Step, shadow step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's, it's not exactly launch day. It's a little bit after that. It's before, ne- before next Ramus, at least before the first adventure. Um, whereas, Wild, uh, basic and classic are rotating to wild. Uh, those are the versions that you know today of, of these cards. Uh, with some exceptions, though, uh, a bunch of cards that are already wild or are currently going or about to go to wild uh, had some nerfs made to them uh, from their initial versions uh, over the years uh, aimed at standard play. In wild, Wild is a little more higher power level and, and anything goes. And uh, so we're undoing a whole bunch of the nerfs that have been done over the years to dozens of cards. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not Leroy. Leroy is staying at five mana. But, but uh, there, there's quite a lot in there that is uh, worth exploring for wild mode too. Dean, your kind of you know, journey in this game you know, as sort of, you know, someone who was, you know, a prominent member of the community and then into sort of the team and all that, like, you know, how's it feel to now, you know, hit this point where it's like, oh, we're, we're going to create a classic mode and we're going to, you know, like there's that much history attached to the game. Um, you know, how's it sort of feel to, you know, be sitting where you are today, reflecting on that whole card game journey? Yeah, I was just thinking how old it makes me feel, honestly, <laughs> but... uh uh, yeah, I was on the team, you know, just before we released Next Ramus. So, you know, when even when I joined the team, there was kind of like a long storied history of Hearthstone development, like pre-launch, because, you know, games took it made overnight. So they worked on it for, for quite some time before release. And then there was quite some time before Next Ramus as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just Hearthstone's been around for a really long time. So we've, we're, it feels kind of humbling, I guess, to be, because not every game gets to enjoy... Uh, you know, being next to WoW, I think it's easy to forget that not every game gets to be around for a decade or two decades uh, and still be pretty successful and still be part of the public eye and still have like a pretty large fan base supporting it. So that feels really good, you know, and, and hopefully we're getting better and better at it. It's it's fun to see the team continue to grow, which is another thing that you, it's not always that you work on a game and then, you know, it's very successful after a couple of years and then the team is, you know, as big as it's ever been seven or eight years later. So we're still kind of investing in it. Still, you know, trying to do new things. You know, we're, I think at Blizzard, one of the one of the reasons that it's really exciting, I think, to be part of, you know, this company is we're not really content to uh, just have, you know, what we have. It's always like we're, we're trying to strive for like, how do we how do we become the best in the space? Um, I think making things like battlegrounds and making things like mercenaries that are truly different and kind of stepping outside of our box and like trying to generate players that if constructed doesn't really appeal to you, battlegrounds doesn't really appeal to you, and maybe there's this new mode that will as well. So it's it's been a long journey, but uh, you know Hearthstone's still my favorite game to this day. So it's it's pretty nice to be able to work on your favorite game. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think with Cora as well, thinking about class identity evolution, you know, uh, Chad, you sort of mentioned, you know, you sort of touched on that in a couple of places there. But, you know, what do you feel like the, the value is, I guess, of being able to both define it and then potentially you know, keep sort of tweaking and redefining, um, you know, I know there's sort of talk of more kind of, you know, shadow coming back into sort of, you know, the pre-space and things like that, that, um, yeah, you know, what's sort of that feeling like to be able to sort of, you know, play with that evolution of class identity? It's fun. Uh, our, our goal is always to make sure that if you're excited to play a druid, that the new sets coming out, the new cards coming out are fulfilling that excitement to play a druid still feels like a druid um but maybe uh nudge you in in different ways that you could play a druid uh i keep using druid as an example because i play a lot of druid (laughs) but uh like it it's important that it still has the those touchstones to them of like mana ramp big creatures go wide uh like things that make you feel like both the fantasy fits and the gameplay fits. Um, and a, like it's, it's crazy to think about that the, like we've been making new expansions and adventures and tons of cards for, for years and years and years, seven plus years now. Uh, but the basic and classic set has pretty much remained unchanged minus a, a couple things being added and removed. Uh, and that's such a huge part of things to mean that that has been sort of frozen in place uh, has meant that as much as we try to do uh, elsewhere, it can only have a diminished effect because basic and classic is always there uh, being part of it. The core set being uh, yearly means we can keep tweaking and evolving things. Yeah, cool. And look, you know, on, on, I guess, classic kind of ever-present card concepts or, you know, keywords and things like, you know, spell damage, stuff like that, you know, how does, I guess, Core let you also sort of change, you know, the, I guess, how present or, uh, you know, different sorts of elements of gameplay and, you know, I guess trying to control those in order to ensure that, you know, you can kind of, you know, put things into expansion sets that you think, you know, would badly interact knowing that, like, well, someone can, you know, get plus five instantly with Malagos, therefore this card is a problem. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of goals with the Corsa. I think the, the first and foremost being it should be a, somewhere that you're earning cards over time that teach you the game, and they teach you the mechanics of the game. So, you know, a big part of the Corsa is probably going to be things like taunt and things like spell damage, like you mentioned. 
but it can also help us uh, explore archetypes over the course of that expansion. So I could see us, you know, having some of the no duplicates cards as part of the core set one year and then doing a bunch of no duplicate build arounds. And the same is true for like, you know, having more demons and then doing more demon build arounds because we do the year of the burning legion or something like that. Not, not in development, but just, uh, just an example. <laughs> you uh, heard it here first, kids. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things that we can do with the core set. I think, you know, learning and preparing people for what's out there in the standard environment was something that I think the basic and classic set was failing on these days. And people aren't really jamming, uh, you know, just a bunch of basic mage cards in their ladder decks. So I think, you know, it did a good job of teaching you the basics of Hearthstone, but not really preparing you for what the environment was going to be once you once you left, you know, playing against the innkeeper. Whereas I think this uh, this course set will do that. And, you know, that's our plan going forward. That It really prepares you for what's out there, gives you things to fall in love with and synergies and teaches you what... You know, deck building is really about which is you know finding finding all of these different pieces that work together uh and hopefully you know that's a jumping off point for you trying to explore some of the cards and the expansions and how those interact with the core set cards i think the basic and classic sets were a lot of individually either powerful or not powerful cards uh and they followed themes uh but they didn't have a whole lot of like explicit synergies to them uh, and that's something that's become more and more the case throughout the game, uh, throughout the game's history. Um, and I, I think the new core set lets you experience that in a uh, steadier way. Uh, and it also lets us include like like a basic and classic, uh, like lifesteal, for example, wasn't a basic and classic because we created that keyword after the fact, rush to uh, poisonous. I think there we changed a couple of minions to poisonous after the fact but yeah uh, like the keywords that you think of as, as evergreen keywords can all be in, in the foundation set now now the uh core set yeah look it, it kind of excites me that you know that we will be able to sort of see you know people i'm sure we'll see deck lists of like really cool exciting you know entirely viable uh you know sets that are entirely just made out of you know core and i'm sure some people will in you know enjoy um really sort of digging into that space in a way that it's been quite hard to do that with sort of basic and classic for for a while and feel like you know this will work uh, on ladder on that note yeah there, there's one of the challenges we came up against uh in the past year or so was hey we had a demon hunter and demon hunters uh great and doing really well uh, but their basic and classic set was, uh, well, they, they had a Demon Hunter Initiate set instead of a classic set, uh, and that was all free. Uh, and they were designed with these synergies in mind and these little higher level of complexity uh, and uh, the power level for these cards to, to interact well with each other. And uh new players would start out in the new player ranks with just basic mages and compare that to a basic demon hunter power levels were drastically different we had to do some some uh clever things to try to solve the problems of just like the new player apprentice ranks were just dominated by (laughs) demon hunters because if you were a new player that hadn't earned any you know earned a bunch of card packs or or whatever 
uh, yeah, playing, trying to play with just basic and some of classic was not fun against Demon Hunter. Uh, well, we, we did some stuff to solve that, uh, but I, I think the core set is sort of bringing everyone else up to that level. Uh, one last thing before I sort of jump onto Barons, but you know, I think um, when we think about sort of core set as well, I mean, it's not just standard, is it? You know, it kind of there's so many modes of the game now that you're trying to you know find utility for different modes. I mean, as much as you know, other modes will still create cards and different things. So, you know, when you're trying to design cards at this point, are you thinking across all modes, or is it, is there still a bit of a focus on ladder? You know, what's the thinking? I'd say our our game modes kind of fall into a few different categories. Uh, Battlegrounds is its own separate thing, basically. Uh, Mercenaries is its own separate thing. Yeah. Uh, But most of the other modes are deck building, uh, maybe not constructed, maybe they're they're, uh, drafted or or semi-constructed, plus drafted in duels case. Uh, but they ultimately end up with, here's a game, I'm playing 1v1, and I have a deck of cards, and you have a deck of cards. And those all sort of fall in the same category. And so those are all the one modes that we're thinking about when designing new cards. Uh, of, of course, constructed mode is is the, the like premier thing that we're thinking about first and foremost. Uh, but we are definitely keeping in mind, like, okay, how is this going to play in duels or arena, tavern brawls, even that sort of thing. Forged in the Barrens, I right off the bat, I want to know: is this a signal that we will get chat one day now, or is it a signal of why we will never get chat? Yes, <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it's more more likely the latter. Yeah, I think. I think you know the having social component to the game would be really awesome. Try, we're still kind of brainstorming the ways to do that. Is that a game mode? Is that a social system? You know, and, and if there is a social system where we make something like a guild or something like that, then I could see adding you know ways for players to communicate. Until then, we're pretty happy, you know, with emote system and you know messing around with uh, your card interactions and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the themes over the years have been pretty epic. And then in some ways, this kind of feels like a back to basics vibe, but I feel like it it just feels like, you know, it feels kind of fresh to be thinking about this core war, Warcraft fantasy experience that, you know, I guess fans of Warcraft like myself sort of have you know, lived through over the years. I mean, am I kind of reading it wrong or what was the thinking behind that idea of, you know, taking us to the Barrens? Uh, you want to take this one, Dean, or you want me to? Go ahead. Uh, so I think one of the things that, yeah, as you, as you pointed out, we've done a lot with with various epic uh, themes, the like everything from Galakron taking over the world and all the dragonflies seem to rally against him to Karazhan disco party. Yeah. Uh, the we're we've done a lot with uh, focusing on settings or characters and their stories. Um, But when we look at World of Warcraft and Warcraft uh, lore in general, uh, one of the things that's super central to that uh, and something we haven't really touched on very much is the character of the player character, their journey. There's a huge aspect of the experience of Warcraft is starting a character leveling up, becoming more powerful, having this hero's journey type uh, experience. 
Uh, and we wanted to see if we could capture that in the world of Hearthstone. And so that's what you're going to see throughout this year. Uh, we're, we've got these 10 new characters. The, we're calling them our 10 mercenary characters. Uh, they're going to show up first in Forged in the Barrens. They're a legendary minion in each class. Uh, they'll also be in the mercenaries game mode. Um, but throughout the year, uh, we're going to follow the stories of these characters and see them level up. They've joined the Horde and the Alliance, half, five and five. Uh, they'll maybe run some dungeons, maybe uh, grow in power and level up and, and see where that experience takes them. Um, and naturally where we start with that is at the lower levels here, the Barrens, this first zone where a horde of the orcs and trolls and torrents all first met and we get to see how that they first group up and first experience those difficult content and challenges and marauding centaur and quillbore and and looking for mancrick's wife uh and and this also lets us focus uh this expansion on the horde if you know anything at all about Warcraft, if you heard even the slightest bit about this concept called Warcraft, you probably understand there's Horde and there's Alliance. It's like the most basic part of Warcraft. Uh, and we wanted to do, we've wanted to do a Horde and Alliance themed expansions for a long time. And this also lets us do that. Uh, so yes, Forge and the Barrens is focused on, on this low level Horde experience but we, one of our big challenges was making sure that these characters still feel awesome and epic and the cards you're playing still feel awesome and epic uh, while at the same time capturing low level. Low level doesn't necessarily have to mean like weak and boring. Yeah. Uh, really, I, that kind of is pretty much all I sort of had. I see we're about to run out of time, but there's one very important question. Has anybody told Ben Lee how to pronounce Hearthstone? <laughs> he still gets it wrong, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, gonna, I'm not sure not which bit come. of Britain he's from that clearly that's just that's how you say her I, yeah. I'm not going to comment on that <laughs> no no answer sorry yeah, you have definitely. to talk to Ben I, I'll, I'll ask him yeah. though I'm sure he's been told many times I like that he's sticking to whatever yeah. he's sticking to his guns it's funny because Mike yeah. did the same thing you know before him so yeah. you know, uh... Broad bro, bro commonly did it too yeah. Well, oh, well that's yeah, once once you're in charge you have to it's like a, yeah. a crown that you wear through your voice. Yeah, you know, it was Broad and then you know Mike had the Zarans for a while and now, you know, the the torch is passed to Ben, so <laughs> he's gotta keep it going. Yeah. And if, if one of you ever have to step up one day you're gonna have to call it Hearthstone from then on. And then we'll know. It is. Yeah, I'll be proud. I'll be a proud Hearthstone user. <laughs> no, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you. Cheers, absolutely. Appreciate it. Nice talking to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.